This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good evening. Sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. It has to stop. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The police will be given more tools to restore order. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt you reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. And in your panic, you turned to the now High Chancellor. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. And if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. Fairness, justice, and freedom are more than words. They are perspectives. So if you've seen nothing, if the crimes of this government remain unknown to you, but if you see what I see, if you feel as I feel, and if you would seek as I seek... And remember, people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. down my spine people and we put it together ourselves yeah there's a little cold open for you as we call it in the biz i had that idea last night from that incredible speech obviously from the movie v for vendetta which if you have not seen you must see it we've done it as a ruben report locals community movie night uh, where we watch some movies together and we can chat during the films uh, that's an extraordinary speech right at the top of the movie. It's about a three-minute speech. We spliced it together. I had this idea yesterday to put some of uh, Justin Trudeau's nonsense and what's going on in Canada uh, to lay it in with that speech. Uh, shout out to my man, Connor, who put that thing together for us. Uh, we will be clipping that separately and getting it up on social media. And I'm going to play it again at the end of the show today because uh, I'm sure people will want to see that again. And uh, chilling, right? Chilling. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, it is February 17th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Do me a favor, share, subscribe, tap notification bells, all of that good stuff. And uh, the letter of the day, everybody, is F. Okay, it's F, not for that, but for fascism. Because fascism's on the move. It really is on the move. I mean, it's, it's one of the overused terms, one of the overused words that we hear all the time, Nazi bigot, racist, Islamophobe, fascist, but actual fascism is coming, okay? It really is on the march, particularly in Canada, but not just in Canada. And over the course of the next half hour, we're gonna lay out quite a case. So we are going with another one of these narrative shows, which seem to be, uh, seem to be taken over at the moment. 
And there's an authoritarian move to have me do more narrative shows. And that's what we're doing. Uh, so we're going to talk about left-wing fascism today and how it's sort of permeating throughout the entire system right now, whether it comes to masks or tech or what's going on in Canada and attacking people's bank accounts and stopping people from being able to protest and more. It, it's messy, uh, but we're going to try to do it with, uh, with some fun stuff in there too. And uh, I think you're going to dig the show today. But before we get to all of that, I want to talk. Oh, no. Before I get to three day blinds, I saw this comment yesterday and I was like, you know, I see comments when I can, when I have moments. I usually just look at the, the locals community. That's where I interact with people throughout the day. And I always respond to people in there. But every now and again, I jump into some of the other things just to sort of get a feeling like a little just taste of what's going on. And I saw this comment on YouTube yesterday and I was like, I actually have to read it. I have to read it to the people because it's so perfect. It's it's so chef's kiss. Mwah! Perfect that I was like, I have to, I have to read it. So here we go. I can't believe I'm at this point, but I am. Could you please stop including clips of CNN or at least provide time codes so we can easily skip them? I am not going to subject myself to that vile, reprehensible doublespeak. I'm about done. From here on out, if CNN shows up, I'm out for that video. I'll keep trying because you're worth supporting but I just can't take any more of CNN's crap. I thought that that was just so perfect because CNN has gotten so bad. It's such a factory of nonsense that they are not only harming their own ratings, but they're actually harming other people's ratings for talking about them. There must be a German word for that, right? Schaudenviewer or something. There's, there's gotta be something. Well, good person who wrote that comment, I can, tell you truly, we have no CNN videos for you today. I will warn you, we have some videos from crazy college kids. We have videos from wannabe Hitler, Justin Trudeau, a couple other people, but there is nothing directly from CNN. Okay, before we get to all that, I want to talk to you guys about three-day blinds. You know, our vaccine mandates and rising crime rates making you want to shut out the world? Would make sense. Well, you're probably not alone. And I have the solution for you, three-day blinds. They are the leading manufacturer and retailer of custom window treatments in the U.S. And right now they're running a buy one, get one 50% off deal. Three-day blinds brings the showroom to you. Their local professionally trained, trained design consultants provide expert advice in the comfort of your own home. Just set up an appointment and they'll get you a free quote the same day. Their team handles all the heavy lifting. They design, measure, and install so you can sit back and relax. No matter your unique need from motorization and home automation to room darkening and child safety, 3-Day Blinds has a window treatment for you. Choose from thousands of options that fit any budget or style and with actual samples. That means no guessing on what your blinds will look like. And no joke, we had the 3-Day Blinds people here yesterday and we're getting automated shades. We got a lot to do with the new house and I'm looking forward to it. A clever feature I love is that you can preset the time for your shades to open or close each day. We're gonna be doing that. Three Day Blinds has been in business for over 40 years and has thousands of five-star reviews, so they are a trusted brand. Right now, you can get Three Day Blinds. Buy one, get one 50% off deal on custom blinds, shades, and drapery for free, for a free no-charge obligation consultation. Head over to threedayblinds.com slash Ruben and use my code Ruben. That's right, buy one, get one for 50% off when you head over to 3dayblinds.com slash Ruben and use my promo code Ruben. One last time, that's three, the number three, dayblinds.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, 
you know, I've had a policy here that we've tried to do a little less on COVID directly unless there's good news. So good news would be, you say, I don't know, a grassroots group of people, say in Canada, that are coming together to fight the government because they want to go back to work and go back to school and don't want the government to force them to be injected with an experimental vaccine or they don't want their kids to be in masks forever. That would be a good thing. And we've covered a lot of that. The people taking the power back. Uh, but every now and again, something happens and it's like, well, we should cover this because it's so it's so important in the story of COVID that we've just all been traversing through, let's say in the last two years. So uh, I haven't talked much about Fauci in a week or so, but Lord Fauci, the infallible Fauci, the man who has basically gotten everything wrong from beat one, who I'm pretty sure lied under oath when Rand Paul asked him about gain of function research. Uh, you remember that from about two months ago, uh, who was telling people that they should be double masking while in private emails was telling people masks don't work who lied about the efficacy of the vaccines, who seemingly every day changes his policies on everything, who very rarely, as I always note, very rarely actually gives you numbers related to policy. He always says, well, when we get rates low enough, but never tells you what that rate is, never mentions anything like herd immunity, doesn't talk about two weeks to flatten the curve anymore, yada, 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 I think you guys get it. Well, now he's still, he's still after Two years later, with all of this bullshit, he's still thinking that uh, masks on planes are good. Let me ask you about spaces that are under federal jurisdiction. I'm thinking of planes, for example. I believe that mask mandate is set to expire the middle of the next month. What recommendation do you anticipate making to President Biden when it comes time to either extend that mandate or close it out? Where do you think we are? You know, Hallie, I don't want to get ahead of the decision-making process because a lot of it is going to depend on what I mentioned just a moment ago, namely the trajectory of that downward dynamic. Because if things start plateauing and going up, which I, I don't think they will, I hope they won't, but we want to make sure that when we make a decision, it's based on the science as we see it at that time, and it continues to change, fortunately, fortunately for us. It's going in the right direction right now. And I think when the time comes for any kind of a policy decision to be made, it will be based on the data as it is. So why don't we just hold okay. off before we make any predictions about that? How about no? How about no, Fauci? How about we don't have to listen to you anymore? How about if you get on a plane and you'd like to wear a mask and you'd like to wear a face shield and you'd like to wrap your body in tinfoil and you'd like to wrap your head in saran wrap that you can do it it's up to you and if you'd like to subject the people in your family to that you can do that too but how about everyone else gets to make a choice for themselves now of course he doesn't give the numbers again what he talks about is the downward trajectory that we're on right now and we wouldn't want it to bump up but doesn't give you the numbers related to all that uh he has never once never once and please internet sleuths prove me wrong talked about how many people have actually gotten or transmitted COVID while on planes. As a matter of fact, every time you get on a plane, they show you a video about how safe planes are. They talk about how their 99.9999% uh, air purifiers get rid of all the germs and that air in planes is cleaner than regular air and they're filtering the hell out of that air. And then they show you that video with a guy who looks like he's from Ghostbusters wearing a mask, going through the plane with his green gun, spraying all sorts of stuff, which they don't really do. It's just they do it for that video so that you feel good about it. That, of course, is right before they uh, tell you how to use a seatbelt in case you're a complete idiot. Um, 
I think you get the point, guys. He's never going to stop. He, he is a power-hungry lunatic at this point. And my goal, I, I said it as a joke uh, right when we got to Florida, but I really mean it at this point. We, we flew private. I've only flown private twice in my entire life. Um, and it's, it's obviously a, it's a beautiful thing if you can figure out how to do it. I had a friend, I have a friend who, uh, who's got some good financial means. And when we were moving from Cali to Florida, we didn't want to put Clyde the dog under the plane because, you know, there's always that risk and the, the air quality down there and it gets cold and all sorts of stuff. So I asked my friend, could you, could you help us out and get us over to uh, Florida in your private plane, which he did help us out and we're very appreciative of that. Uh, but when we landed here, I, I thought, you know, my goal now is to get so rich that I never have to fly commercial again because commercial is a, is a miserable experience. I don't mean that like I need to be so rich so I can, you know, throw Fabergé eggs off the roof. But they have made everything. I mean, it's, it's such a continuation of everything else. They've made flying miserable. They've made going to stores miserable, going to restaurants, put on the mask while you're walking to the thing, then take off the mask when you sit. They've just tried to destroy everything. And do you sense any remorse in Fauci? And again, I keep saying it, but why has no one been fired? No one has been fired this entire time. Has anyone at the CDC been fired? Has anyone at any of these organizations, the NIH, any of these places been fired? Has anyone been reprimanded? Has anyone been treated like Whoopi Goldberg and said, you can't come to work for two weeks, but we'll still pay you? I don't think so. It's very, very, very weird. But we've got a lot more fascism coming because this is what fascists do. They try to take over your life, usually through the government, but also in their connections through corporations and everything else. And we got, we got plenty of that. Uh, but let me talk to you guys about Helix Sleep before we get to that. You know, I just received my Helix mattress. There's something good when you're a podcaster and you move into a new house because you get blinds, you get mattresses, a whole bunch more. This thing is super soft. Uh, Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. I did it myself. And then it matches your body type and, the sleep, and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress, a mattress that'll be perfect for the way you sleep. Helix knows that everybody's unique, so they offer several different mattress models. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. I need some coffee. We should have a coffee sponsor. Uh, and the mattresses are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. The mattresses are great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus for plus-size sleepers. When I took the quiz, I was matched with the Midnight Lux mattress because it's uh, great for side sleepers, which I am, and I've got it right downstairs, and I'm loving this thing. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz, order your perfect match, and the mattress ships right to your door for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix has been recommended by leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a solution for improving sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty and you'll get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix even has financing options and uh, flexible payment plans so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Ruben. Check it out, guys. And now back to me. All right, so let's talk about the next level of fascism because I think when people think of fascism, it's sort of, it's, it's sort of this like amorphous thing. Is it, is it government? Is it corporations? Is it corporations and government? all of these forces that are conspiring to control us at every level. And we're seeing it happen 
sort of right in front of our eyes right now. So you've got you know guys like Fauci who two years later are still pulling all of the levers of government to tell you what you should wear on your face when you travel. Uh, but it's not just government people, right? It's not just, you know, say Biden and Fauci and governors and Congress people. Uh, it's also leaders of corporations who are deciding what we are allowed to say, when we can say it, who can hear what you say, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a really interesting video uh, that was going viral yesterday of YouTube, YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, I believe that's the pronunciation of her last name, and she's actually calling for more worldwide government censorship to make her job as YouTube CEO easier. Take a look. Uh, well, first of all, I'll say that for, uh, you know, we, we work around the globe and you're right, certainly there are many different laws and many different um, jurisdictions. And we, um, we enforce the laws of the various jurisdictions around speech or what's considered safe or not safe. That actually hasn't been the controversial part. What has been the controversial part has been when there is content that would be deemed as harmful, but yet is not illegal. Um, so an example of that, for example, would be COVID. Like, I'm not aware of there being you know, laws by governments saying around COVID in terms of not being able to debate the efficacy of masks or where the virus came from or the right treatment or proposal, but yet there was a lot of pressure and concern about us um, distributing misinformation that went against what was considered the standard and accepted medical knowledge. You know, our, our recommendation if governments want to have more control over online speech is to, to pass laws, to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined such that we can implement it. Do I even have to comment on this? Do you see what she did right there at the end? Now we can all debate how we can effectively communicate true information. We all talk about science changing. You've heard of this fella, Joe Rogan. He has a very scary podcast where he puts on scientists who sometimes question the official narrative, put on this crazy guy, Robert Malone, one of the guys who has the most uh, patents related to mRNA technology, uh, but somehow that was too dangerous to get out there and he got in some trouble with Spotify. I don't have to go down that road again. But what she said there at the end, our recommendation, our recommendation, you are the YouTube CEO, our recommendation, YouTube as the premier platform in the world to get video out. Many of you, most of you are watching this on YouTube right now, although I wish you'd be watching on Rumble and we're gonna keep pushing you to Rumble and Rumble is the future. Uh, but a lot of you are watching this on YouTube right now. YouTube is the ubiquitous video platform, obviously. Okay, YouTube is actually also, people don't know this, it's also the second largest search engine online, meaning Google itself is the number one search engine. YouTube is the number two search engine. It's a search engine in effect for video, but it's the number two search engine overall. She is calling for governments to pass more laws so that she can restrict speech further because she knows she can't really do it on her own because it gets too messy. People get upset and it's like, wait a minute, you're an American company. Why are you suppressing free speech? Then we can get into all the debates about the First Amendment. And of course, the, you know, YouTube is supposedly a private company, but are they working with governments? All of that stuff. But the idea that the CEO of YouTube would basically say to governments worldwide, I mean, look what's happening in Canada right now. So she's begging now Justin Trudeau, who is encroaching on his people's freedoms. She's basically saying, hey, Trudeau, liberals, you guys are in charge. Uh, 
we'd love to help you out, but it would be a little messy if we did it. You know, I've got a board. It's tough to do stuff. But if you just pass the law to make it that nobody could say criticize you, Justin, uh, yeah, we could we could do what we could. Yeah, we'll help, we'll help you out. I mean, think about the craziness of this. Are you going to encourage Susan? I'll talk directly to you. We've met once. Remember, we had that off the meeting, uh, off the record meeting at YouTube. You didn't want to take a selfie with me. You take a lot of selfies with other creators when they go visit. But with me, there was a PR person there and it was very clear that you didn't really want me there. And okay, that's fine. Um, but Susan, uh, I don't think you should be encouraging governments to suppress speech because, you know, in certain places in the world, they treat, say, gay people badly. Would you want them to pass laws so that they could not allow gay people to speak or laws that would stifle their speech, et cetera, et cetera? Or other minorities, religious minorities, trans people? Uh, because I'm pretty sure there's some countries that, that don't love trans people. Would, would you want the government, if the governments of those places pass laws saying you can't say anything nice about trans people, uh, what are we going to do about that? And, and of course, this you can obviously, you guys see where I'm going with this. You extend this to why wokeism just destroys everything. Uh, because now you've got a CEO of an, a, an unbelievably powerful company like Google, YouTube, like extraordinary power, unimaginable power. Our founders could have never imagined something that could have this much more power than the government. And that's what Google has. Uh, they are begging governments to do their job for them. This is a huge problem. This is a huge problem. And if you don't think it's a problem, well, just yesterday, uh, Defiant Ls, which is a huge, huge Twitter account, what they do on Twitter, they had about 350,000 followers. All they do, basically, are take screenshots of tweets from lefties, liberals, whatever you want to call them, who are now wrong in their predictions or what they've said over the years. Well, their account got blown up yesterday. It is now suspended, deleted, it's gone. It ain't gonna come back. It doesn't matter what kind of pressure is brought to bear. It ain't coming back. And why did it get blown up? Well, first off, as I said, all that the account does, all that the account does is take screenshots to expose hypocrisy. That's all it does. So it's mirroring what other people are saying. That's it. So if you were gonna suspend people, you'd think you'd maybe suspend the people with the original information, but it's not about that. It's, they're exposing the hypocrisy. They're doing it quite well. This is their last tweet. And I think perhaps, guys, you're gonna see how they got away with it here. So the first tweet that you're seeing up there is Justin Trudeau from uh, 2012. And he's quoting in this tweet, he's quoting Stephen Harper in 2005. Stephen Harper was the Canadian prime minister at that time. And he says, when a government starts trying to cancel dissent or avoid dissent is when it's rapidly losing its moral authority to govern. So he's quoting Stephen Harper saying that in 2005 because Stephen Harper was was prime minister in 2012. So he's trying to show Trudeau, trying to show that Harper is a bad dude, right? But of course, you all know that's exactly what Trudeau is doing now. So Defiant Else took that tweet and then he linked it with this one, uh, just Trudeau from a day or two ago. The ongoing blockades and occupations are presenting serious challenges to law enforcement's ability to effectively enforce the law. Because of that, the federal government is invoking the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity. So all Defiant Ls did was take one Trudeau tweet, show it with another Trudeau tweet, and they got blown up on Twitter. So when I show you that, and again, they didn't edit them, there was no misinformation, it's literally just quoting what the Prime Minister of Canada is saying. When I show you that, coupled with 
the YouTube CEO saying, oh, uh, governments, could you could do something around speech so that we don't have to do our work? Uh, you see, we got a problem here. We got a real problem here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And by the way, this is not a new idea for this Justin Trudeau guy. This video was going around yesterday. This is a couple years ago. This is Trudeau talking about the country that he admires most. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. God. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when they tell you exactly what they are. And that's exactly what he did there. I come in with rainbows and unicorns and tolerance and love and LGBTQI. What are all the other letters? You've all seen the video. But who does he really admire when push comes to shove? He really admires China. And why does he admire China? Because China doesn't give a flying F about their citizens' individual rights. China is a collectivist society. So you know what happens in a collectivist society where everyone basically has to bow to the government. The government can get a lot done. And that's what Trudeau's saying. There's a lot of things that I wanna get done. And you know what you gotta crush when you're trying to get a lot done? You have to crush the individual. And that's what this all boils down to, the individual versus the state. And Trudeau at some level is not really a person. And what I mean by that, I don't mean it to dehumanize him. I mean it in that he just represents something, a government, a conglomerate, a corporation, a worldwide whatever. That's what Trudeau is as a person. That's why he reeks of inauthenticity, right? That's why you know that everything he's saying is a lie, that nothing is, is truly passionate or decent that comes out of him, right? Because he doesn't represent himself. He re represents an idea, a bad idea. So you gotta crush all the individuals along the way. So what he's saying there is, I do, I dig China because they can get shit done. So I come in, I sound like a nice guy, but really what I am is an awful authoritarian. Uh, we can just put that right next to this video from yesterday about uh, compelling people to do what he wants. Uh, in Windsor, uh, we relied on a generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now with these measures that we've put in place, there will be an ability to compel for just compensation tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. They're going to compel them to do that stuff. That's how they're going to compel them. How do you think they're going to compel them? They're going to pay, you know, they're going to take other people's money that they pay in taxes to compel them to do things that perhaps they don't want to do. And then you might say to the people, hey, if you don't do the stuff that we're compelling you to do, we might actually shut your bank accounts. I mean, this is a bad dude, bad dude. Uh, 
And what's interesting about this is, as I said, they always come in with this rainbow thing. They come in with the diversity thing. They're the good guys. And then very quickly, and that, and that is the silver lining here, guys, right? Like we're, they're being unmasked right in front of us, right? That's why all the progressives in America right now and all our news networks are either ignoring this or obfuscating what's really going on. I'll get more on that in just a second because it's their people that are now being shown to be the worst, right? If this was, if Trudeau was saying these very things and he was a leader, say in the Arab world, in the Middle East, and he was saying, hey, if you go against me and protest me, we're not gonna let you have bank accounts. Um, we're gonna compel people to do certain things, right? Uh, we'd have Biden out there going, yeah, well, maybe we should invade. There should be some sort of invasion. We should, you know, be encouraging, blah, blah. We've been through this before. Look what happened in Egypt with Hosni Mubarak, who was the dictator there for 30 years. And then Obama, after two days of protest, Obama was like, yeah, we're done with that guy. But look how we operate a little bit differently when it's uh, Justin Trudeau up in Canada. But one of the things that they come in with is this diversity, all this faux, you know, tolerance stuff. But what they love is the idea of unity, right? They're always talking about unity. We should be united. They don't mean it. What they mean is that half the people should just bow. Uh, but Trudeau, because he needs unity, he needs the idea of unity. He's now telling the Canadian people that what's happening right now, it's not even dividing Canadians. It's all good. Um, it has been clear that this is something that democracies around the world are concerned with. Countries that did well during the pandemic with high vaccination rates and strong public health measures are still seeing backlashes against those measures and uh, frustration by people who are tired of this pandemic. And the impact of uh, social media and uh, illicit funding of concerted activities designed to destabilize a country that has the highest vaccination rate of many of our peer countries, Canada, uh, around an issue that is not dividing Canadians. Canadians are united in having been there for each other through this pandemic, and they're even united in being sick and tired of this pandemic. But the way to get through it is not to shut down our economy and hurt our neighbors. Remember I said a week ago or so that when I did the show here in Miami with Jordan Peterson about two weeks ago that there was a question about uh, Justin Trudeau that was asked by the audience. And uh, Jordan said that Justin Trudeau is simply incapable of saying a true statement. And you really can feel it right there because he needs unity, right? Because he loves that. They love this idea of conformity and collectivism. And what that would mean is that there would be no dissenting voices, right? Because they know what's good for you. So the, the lie there is just incredible. As he is literally passing emergency powers to stifle dissent, in his supposed free country, as he's doing that, telling people that their bank accounts will be shut down, that they will be arrested if they're out on the streets, and God only knows what they're doing behind the scenes, he's telling you that they're united. They're united, and at the same time, everybody loves what we've done here. Everybody loves the masks. Everybody loves the mandates. They love me. Look at my hair. They gotta love me. I'm Justin Trudeau. It's so bananas ridiculous. They lie about everything. And then I saw this, uh, Connor, let's pull this up. Rasmussen reports had a new study that 59% of U.S. voters support Canadian truckers in the Freedom Convoy protest. The reason I thought this was interesting is because this story, as I've mentioned, is basically being ignored or lied about on mainstream media. So we've shown you some clips from uh, CNN. Don't worry, guy, we're not gonna do it right now. We're not showing you CNN clips, but we've showed you some clips of CNN and MSNBC 
and a bunch of other news networks where they're basically calling all of the protesters racists and they're bigots and, you know, they're anti-vaxxers and a whole bunch of other nonsense. And they're, they're calling them violent and all of the stuff. So the fact that basically 60% of Americans on a Rasmussen poll, I mean, Rasmussen is a pretty reputable poll pollster. The fact that 60% of Americans are with them is incredible. And it also shows you that the machine is breaking down. The bullshit of the machine is not being, it's not working for people anymore. So yesterday I thought, you know, could, could these people really be as bad? I said, but Dave, give the devil his due. It can't be that, sure, every day you make fun of CNN and you make fun of MSNBC, but they can't be as bad as you think. Surely, surely these journalists, these beacons of freedom, People like Jake Tapper and Brian Stelter, they can't be as bad as you think. Dave, go to their Twitter feeds and look at their Twitter feeds and see how many times they tweeted about the Canada situation yesterday. So this is exactly what I did at 10 p.m. last night. I paused Seinfeld. It popped in my head. I was watching, I think it was season three, episode two, okay? And I popped in my head, Dave, do this. Give them their due so that you can go on the show tomorrow and say, hey, have a little mea culpa. You know, I'm critical of these guys, but they're pretty good, actually. Well, I went on Jake Tapper's uh, Twitter feed. Tapper tweeted about 20, 30 times yesterday. He had zero tweets about Canada. Zero tweets about Canada. He did have a story about Trump, at least one story about Trump. Then I went over to Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter's uh, feed over there. Uh, zero uh, tweets about Canada. Nothing about Trudeau, nothing about Canada did have some stuff about Trump, and then mostly his last eight tweets were all about internal disarray at CNN, so that was kind of fun. Um, these people are not journalists. They are activists. They are simply not journalists. We don't even need to throw to my tweet about it. I tweeted about it, which caught fire, because it's just absolutely insane. They are still obsessed with Trump while this is happening right now. So then uh, I saw this last night, and I thought this might be a, a nice way to start wrapping up the show today. Uh, you know, these truckers who are being treated so horribly, and, and again, with the suspension of bank accounts, they're being called the worst things. They're, they are doing their best to, to peacefully fight for their freedom against all odds. They are an inspiration the world over, which is why these uh, rallies are starting in all sorts of countries across the globe, okay? These people, these are good, decent people, okay? And I saw this video last night. This is just a random trucker asked out who is out on the street just asked about what's going on. Take a look. All right, so what are your thoughts on Trudeau invoking the Emergencies Act? Uh, absolutely ridiculous uh, to put something like that on a peaceful uh, um, protest is just insane. Yeah. Are you concerned at all about uh, your bank account? Uh, no. There's nothing in it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so if he wants to go in there and put some money in for me, that'd be fantastic. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, how long do you plan on staying in Ottawa? As long as it takes to get this stuff straightened up. Absolutely. Might, we're not, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Do you think uh, the protest is having an impact? A huge impact. Absolutely. It's bringing people together in huge amounts. Man, that is a good, decent man. The way he laughed. He wants to throw some money into my bank account. Uh, if anyone can get a hold of that guy, I'll, I'll gladly help him however I can. So if you, if you can get a hold of him, I know we've got a lot of truckers and their supporters and other Canadians out there. If you, if you know who this guy is, please do 
reach out to us and let us know. And I'm going to see what I can do for that guy. Happy to have him on the show or help out however I can. Uh, that is a good, decent man right there. That is not someone who is out there because he's a bigot or a racist or anything else. That is someone who was pushed far enough, who doesn't have that much. And he was pushed far enough to say, I'll be out here as long as I can in the freezing cold fighting my government because they are coming for everything that I hold dear. And I think it's our duty. I actually think it's our duty to have to stand with these people and I will continue to stand with them. Uh, guys, you can play along as always at rubenreport.locals.com. Part two of my interview with Charlie Kirk is up right now on YouTube and Rumble. The full thing's up on Locals. And I thought a nice way to end the show today. We started with that V for Vendetta uh, piece that we put together. Uh, we are gonna clip it and put it on social media as well, but I thought it would be nice if we threw it right at the end. Good evening. Sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. It has to stop. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The police will be given more tools to restore order. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. And in your panic, you turn to the now High Chancellor. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. And if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. Fairness, justice, and freedom are more than words. They are perspectives. So if you've seen nothing, if the crimes of this government remain unknown to you, but if you see what I see, if you feel as I feel, and if you would seek as I seek. And remember, people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.